We take a single episode of a science fiction TV series and overanalyze it to within an inch of its life. This is the Fusion Patrol Podcast. Welcome to the discussion. Hello and welcome to another episode of Fusion Patrol. I'm Eugene. And I'm Simon. And tonight we are looking at the Doctor Who episode, It Takes You Away. In a wild part of Norway, the Doc and the gang find a creepy barricaded house. They notice someone peering out a crack from within and go to investigate. Inside, they find a lone blind girl named Hannah. The house is besieged by a monster. Her father barricaded the house to protect her. But four days earlier, her father went missing, taken by the monster. A monster which, like clockwork every day, makes its presence known from the woods. The gang hole up in the house and wait for its arrival. Soon they discover a strange mirror in Hannah's father's bedroom. The mirror is a portal to somewhere else. The doctor, Graham, and Yaz go through the looking glass into the upside down looking for answers. Inside, they encounter Ribbon of the Seven Stomachs, an implausibly notified character in an implausibly explained universe. He agrees to show them where Hannah's father went in exchange for the sonic screwdriver. He is, however, eaten by an implausible swarm of flesh maws when he attempts to double-cross the Doctor. Meanwhile, back in the real universe, Ryan discovers that the monster in the woods is just a sound system timed to play recorded roars at the same time every day. But before he can tell anyone, Hannah has escaped through the mirror, looking for her father. Ryan follows her. The gang find another portal through which they pass, finding another universe mirrored to the one they left. Once there, they encounter the real monster of the story, Eric a loathsome, pestilous scumbag of a human being who also happens to be Hannah's missing father. A monster so foul that he imprisoned his blind daughter in a remote house in the middle of nowhere with limited food supplies, no heat, no electricity, and paralyzed her with fear by engineering a fake monster to terrify her and keep her in place, just so that he could live an idyllic life in a parallel universe where it seems that his wife is still alive. From a nursery story the doctor was once told, she deduces that this universe is of the Solitrack, a thing so inimical to the other universes that it had to be banished to form its own universe where it exists all alone. Both the Solitrack and the real universe will be destroyed if they continue to interact, because of course they will. The doctor must get Eric to return. A curveball is thrown when Grace shows up, and now Graham has reason not to leave either. Things are looking bad, but then Hannah, but not Ryan, manages to pass through the portal into the Solitrax universe, and she uses her comic book blind person superpowers to instantly detect that the person her so-called father has abandoned her for is a fake. When Graham realizes that Grace isn't worried about Ryan being trapped, he rejects her for the fake she is and is ejected back into the Upside Down. One by one, they are all rejected and are ejected by the Solitrax. All except Eric and the Doctor. The Doctor uses the fact that the Solitrack has no loyalty to Eric and trades herself as the perfect companion for the Solitrack, which promptly ejects the superfluous Eric. Unfortunately, with even one person in the Solitrack's universe, both universes are still collapsing, and the Doctor convinces the Solitrack to eject her as well, leaving the Solitrack behind in the form of a frog that never got kissed and turned into a prince. Back in the real universe, everything is going to work out fine for Hannah and her disgusting scumbucket father. Similarly, it looks like Ryan has finally accepted Graham as his grandfather. The end. I haven't read your review, 
just want you to know that. <clears throat> Fair enough. Um, <laughs> um, um, what did you think of this episode? I loved it. My feelings might be plain from that recap, really. Oh, yes. No. I made I, the mistake I, of I, watching I it twice. Too. I can't understand how that's a mistake, but still. <sighs> well, <clears throat> the first time through, I thought it was just another mediocre episode in a string of mediocre episodes. But the second time through, it really began to gnaw at me all the things that were wrong with it. So, um, <laughs> and if I were, if I were Chris Chibnall, I'd ask Ed Heim for his money back. Um, I want I, more I, I was, Heim. I'm not impressed by this guy's writing. Has he ever done anything before? Cause I, I would, I would put him in his end of his professional career here, but I, I, I really thought this was badly done. It's got a couple nice moments in it, but that's down to the acting, uh, you know, with, there is with, some good uh, acting. Graham and, and Grace, um, and they've done a, a, a reasonably good job with a, an actress who is not cited uh, in, the, in the part, um, almost convincingly believed that she could walk through a cave by herself uh, unobstructed for a while, um, but I'm guessing it has very nice floors. Um, but just from a sensical point, it's just... She actually was walking through the cave. Much there. She was. I saw her. Yeah. Yeah, she yes. did. Um, the fact you believed and, and it wasn't because you could so, see her doing it. Well, no, I just didn't believe it was a cave. See, that's where it falls apart. It's like it's like when you see the caves on, um, I don't know, Underworld, and you know that it's a yes. studio floor. But yes. on the other hand, the, if you see uh, Planet of Evil, which is some brilliant studio work for creating the Planet of Evil, and you know, going way back in Doctor Who... <clears throat> This, you know, is obviously a studio floor with some mist over the bottom of it, so you can't see it. And it kind of... Yes. <clears throat> there are some with, problems with, with that. Uh, anyway. Well, the, there are. But then on the other hand, this is, this is... It's these kinds of really completely and utterly crazy high concept episodes that go beyond where the, the budget for sets and special effects can actually comfortably realise them, but yet are... They, it, it's, it's worth extending your imagination. I'm thinking of things like Warrior's Gate or Enlightenment um, be, because the, the, the ideas that they are presenting are so completely out of it, the, the kind of usual run-of-the-mill stuff. And in particular with this, it's, it's, so, it's surreal in the way it pivots in terms of what kind of story it is because the, the whole production feel of the first sequence where it appears to be some kind of nordic noir and and a very effective one i thought a very kind of uh, tense horror um that i would have been quite happy to carry on watching for the full 50 minutes but the fact that it then turns into this kind of obviously studio bound into universe anti-zone thing with kevin eldon doing his complete nuts thing and flesh moths everywhere and then again shifts into this kind of extraordinary um alternative universe with its it, it its kind of seductive reflections on on loss and 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 longing and the rest of it to me that's what makes the episode so exhilarating because you really really don't know it's not just where is it going it's actually what what manner of beast is it going to be in five minutes time Mm. I, I think it's a really difficult thing to do, and I th- I'm not 
totally surprised that you and I think a number of other people didn't particularly care for this episode. But then I think episodes like Warrior's Gate are fairly Marmite as well. But I still think, you know, that is one of the, the great great stories of the original run of Doctor Who. Hmm. I, I So where you see it pivoting, I see it not knowing what it wants to do. Um, I, I feel like... I feel like the first part and the second part make sense together, and the stuff what in between... What do you mean by the second part? Uh, sorry, third part. First part is Norway. Second part is the anti-zone. Third part is Mirror Norway. The three okay. pieces, all right? The three distinct chunks of, of space-time that, we're, that we pass through. Yeah. And they could have abandoned the anti-zone completely and had a, a more cohesive whole, but it would have been remarkably short. And... <laughs> well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure it would because I think I think there was plenty of space for the other things to expand. And I also, I mean, in many ways, I think the very best episodes are episodes where they just take a single idea and do it really, really well. Um, I mean, my favourite episode, "The Girl Who Waited," is just one idea, but mm-hmm. explored to the full. And it, and it, and the it, it's kind of an episode that is beautifully structured and crafted the acting is just amazing the whole thing is directed brilliantly and it's and it's almost flawless this is not an episode that is flawless i think that the shifts particularly in production style are incredibly jarring and the the number of ideas that kind of that that fly at you from this are almost overwhelming and none of them has 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 really got space to breathe if you had cut some part of it out i think you could easily have filled it by exploring those ideas more and yet somehow i think it really worked the way it was and the the, the anti-zone you couldn't have cut it out and it's still been as good and i I'm, I'm not even sure i believe that they don't know what they were doing with it i think it was intended to be completely different from the the kind of very uh realistic subdued location shot sequences that were ostensibly in in Norway because you don't produce the effects that you have in there by accident it's not just the 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 kind of obvious studio sets and the the sort of dry ice and the rest of it it's actually the whole thing is lit with bright primary colors and you know you have this crazy makeup on ribbons and these outlandish monsters and everything I'm sure it I'm sure it is all done deliberately well I'm sure it was I, I didn't think they improvised it or anything like that I just no but I, 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 was, I was wondering what fights went on in the tone meetings where they were saying we what we want to do is realize something completely incongruous that how 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 do you persuade I mean I don't know where the idea came from but how do you how do you persuade all the different people involved in the production that they have to work opposite to each other when their instinct and their usual process is try and coordinate everything? Mm. Stranger Things is where they got the idea. Um, <laughs> oh, I haven't I, seen that. I couldn't, I couldn't help thinking. That's why I referred to it as the upside down. Um, but uh, it's not a perfect parallel, but it, it was pretty, pretty obvious. Um, or it, it felt very derivative. Um, which you know is, is a dark, off off place from where they are. But anyway, won't go into won't go into that. You should see the Stranger Things though. Um, it's on my list. So 
there are some things I'm going to... So we'll talk about the production for a second then. I was very impressed, particularly on second watch through, of the, the unreality of the mirror universe. It's the same place. I think they've... I think they've shot it backwards. I think they reversed it. You mean? I'm not, I mean, literally they reversed flipped it. Flipped it. I think. I can't tell, but I think they flipped it. And of course, they've graded it. But very have they differently. flipped the people? That is a. If they did flip the people, then they would have had. Because you would notice that, wouldn't you? That's a good question. And I it was one of the reasons I wanted to watch it a second time. And I, I can't tell. I don't see any obvious signs of right and left-handedness. I didn't see anything like that. But. You know, I mean, yes, they could have rebuilt the sets, and yes, maybe they could have they could have redressed the outside of the house and everything. But it it feels like they did a, they did a pretty effective job. They also graded it differently, so mm-hmm. it's, even it when it's daylight, differently. Yeah, well, I don't know. I, that may actually be that, that's probably in post. I, I've I've seen enough now that they shoot everything nicely and then they ruin it in post, um, <laughs> which I I think I, when, they, when they I, use when grading watched... so much. Nowadays. Well, possibly, but when when I've watched them filming Doctor Who, they do bring their own son. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Well, they'd have to, wouldn't they? They're in Wales. Ouch. But <laughs> um, by the way, I haven't found anybody that knows where that was shot. I've 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 no idea. I I searched and I couldn't find it. I wanted to see if it was Scotland. It it looks a bit looks like a bit like a place as I've seen in the Highlands, but it could. I'm sure they may have that in the Wales as well, probably. I would have thought it's probably Wales. <clears throat> yeah. Um. But. You know that 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 was very nice. Um, the interzone, right? It, it has that stranger things feel to it. But there's things about it. And I'll just mention this: when they walk through and they say there's no light here, but then they talk about shards of light. There's shards of light everywhere. No, don't see that. Um, at one point, I it could be an expression. It could be. Uh, it could be another sample where Graham is talking about flaming rocks. Not sure. Maybe that's a British expression. Oh, flaming rocks or something. But it sounded like he was talking about there were flaming rocks there and there weren't any. And I kind of wonder if it was in the script, but they just didn't have time, money, realization to, to realize what was going on in, in the in the zone. Um, well, the shards of light weren't in the zone. It was looking into the mirror. Was that what it was? Yes. Hmm. I'd, I'd have to go back and look at the effect they had where it was when the mirror was stuck in transition yeah but she was they were at that point they were through the thing and looking into the deeper into the anti-zone so eh, hmm. all right um then then let's all right for here's my first question did eric cross the anti-zone yes he did oh maybe he didn't mm, see because the doctor said clear, that actually. they that the, the anti-zone formed created. up yeah, yeah. come thinking you wouldn't have gone through. <laughs> I don't know. It, it seems like one of those things that you wouldn't, if you walk through the mirror, you wouldn't, you wouldn't keep going if you weren't looking for something. Maybe not. Especially Maybe with all not. the flesh moths, which are the only thing I thought was cool in this episode. I hope the flesh moths return. Um, <laughs> but, but maybe the anti-zone has grown. Maybe, well, certainly the doctor said it, 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 it was, was created. So it could easily be that we don't. It we, was, yeah, it was created. Is it, is it a day since Eric? Left, four, yeah, like four that. days since he left. Oh, four days. Yes. Four days. So, it so could, yes, it could certainly have entirely grown in that time. I think that's what they were. I think that's what we're getting at because I could see how if you if you were the solo tract and you created a mirror and the guy walks through it and there you are in another universe and and your wife's there, I can see that. Especially, but then the zone forms. That's that's another that's another story. But and she did say it got thrust in there to try to break it apart. So, um, okay. 
Let's see. I, I'm, I'm trying, honestly, I'm not, I am and I'm not trying to just, just pick, 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 pick. Um, tell me what you like, uh, about it, about, about the, this door. I mean, you know, I, 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 upon my cards on the table, the whole thing with the monster, of course, was, came to nothing because yes. it was nothing. There was no monster. Uh, well, Eric, and I'll stand by that. Well, and no, I agree. I agree. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I thought, I thought there were, there were some very dark elements in that, which I, which I enjoyed in that, in the kind of the, the Norwegian horror bit of the story, um, in which I'll kind of in, include Eric's behavior. And I, I liked, I liked the fact that they were starting out again. I think it's something that has been quite common in this series that they can start out with the tone being quite whimsical and all the discussion about the woolly rebellion and, mm-hmm. and then turn on a on a dime into this into this kind of very very kind of real and immediate threat because they react to the monster and in and from their reaction you you get again you get the sense of them sort of really taking it seriously and i think the the mirror with no reflection in it is a is a really creepy device and so i thought all of that was effective but but the darkness of the of well both of the of the of what eric does to anna but also actually of the doctor writing on the wall assume her dad is dead mm-hmm. knowing that as she's blind she's not going to be able to read and then lying to her and saying it's a map that's mm-hmm. that's pretty dark really true um I liked that, and I liked the fact that she, the, the the doctor didn't get away with it, or at least in the in the sense that she didn't she didn't successfully deceive Hannah, even if she wasn't actually called up on her right. action there. She also was a remarkably blasé about what Eric did, remarkably. Perhaps, perhaps you um, know, I mean, or... Graham and Graham and Yaz were much more outraged, and they weren't that outraged, and. Um, I th- I thought the doctor in particular was getting quite distracted at that point. Mm, certain amount of truth to that. I don't know. I, I I I it just it didn't I mean the the realization of what how horrible he really was just didn't seem to hit him. I mean, it just didn't come across. And and I think that's partially because they have to sweep it under the rug so they can have a happy ending with father and daughter reunited and and okay, I realize my mistake. Like yeah, that, that's a hell of a mistake. It's not a it mistake. Is, but, it's but a, what do you want? It's a crime. You want, to, you want her to divorce him, or you want him? You want him thrown in jail? <clears throat> she might be better he, off. I agree. I'm not I sure. agree. With, I don't. I don't know. I because I because I agree. His actions are monstrous. But on the other hand, he is. I'm. I'm not. I'm not wanting to defend him. So I, this isn't. This isn't a justification of his actions. But he is a grief-stricken widower who's who's rationality is bound to be impaired by the kind of extreme emotional feelings that he has again it's not an excuse it was no and and, he he is guilty this is merely mitigation right and i mean graham says it get your priorities straight and 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 it's it's the right thing that it comes from graham it has more strength coming from graham than it would from the doctor because we have seen graham so recently bereaved so yeah um it's just you know the more I looked at it, the more the worse it seemed. You know, it's certainly pretty bad. It, it it the second pass through, you realize there's no electricity in the house. There's no heat in the house. There's 
very little food. It kind of looks like Hannah's been collecting nuts from the trees outside at one point because they've got a bunch of nuts on the table and a, and a, a pair of pliers to crack them open. Um, yes, candy wrappers on the floor, a couple things. No light in the refrigerator indicating no power. Hmm. Um, I mean, she doesn't need the lights overhead, obviously, but the refrigerator wouldn't make that distinction. After in the house, she says there's no people around for miles. She's apparently has no phone, no internet, no connect. I mean, he's left her there to die. I mean, it's, it's the plain and he simple. Hasn't le- he has not left her there to die. I mean, I'm, everything you said up to that point, I'm like, yep, that is pretty damning. He's not left her there to die. That's not his intention. What, what, he's, what he's done is negligent. It's more than negligent, though. He set it up. It's gross. No, I'll, I'll t- of course he set it up. Is negligence he hasn't, just he hasn't not doing what you the... need to do? But he did set it up. He set up the monster. He set up the barricades to trap her. I mean, that's that goes beyond gross negligence. That's an active act of harm. He's, I, that, that, that's, it's way over the line. <clears throat> it's, it's way o- over, the it's line. over the line. It's over the line. His intention is not to kill her. His intention is not even to harm her. No, I think there's, uh, yeah, all right, I'll take I'll take it that I don't think he actively intended for her to die. Um, but he certainly intentionally put her in a trap, which he knows she will die if he does not return. He certainly, yeah, he certainly should be aware okay. of that. So, and and his, oh, she looks fine. She's a teenager. It's like, she's a blind teenager in the middle of nowhere with no resources. Come on. Come on. I know you're. I know you. You got your wife there, and you've had four days of conjugal fun that you probably. But <clears throat> no, I. Uh, I'm nah, not not forgiving and not appreciative of the doctor forgiving, and uh, probably should be finding her another a foster home or something while he gets some proper help. Um, I realize it's a very outside the ordinary circumstance. Your dead wife doesn't just come back every day through a mirror. I get that. Yeah. But still, it, it's... it's. <clears throat> I also do not like, and, and for a show that did a pretty darn good job with a, a, with a blind character and a blind actress, they did a really good job till she got to the point where she hugged fake mom and her, her incredible blind person powers told her that it wasn't mom. See, it's interesting that you... You interpreted that as incredible blind person powers. It's what it seems like. The comic book thing where suddenly the blind persons can hear the fly land on the thing or they can sense through touch that this isn't the right thing. It's like, it feels like, feels like magic to me. It felt, I, I mean, that didn't even occur to me. Didn't even occur to me that it had anything to do with her being blind. Hmm. Why do you think she rejected it? Well, I assumed it was, I mean, I, I don't know, I don't know. I'd have to go back and rewatch it to see whether there was anything on screen or whether this was just my in- assumption, essentially, that it was because she's a child and both uh, Eric and Graham are adults. Hmm. But that, 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 may not, that may not be something that I've got from what we're actually presented with. But then again, I'm not sure we're presented with anything that said this is because she has special blind person powers well i don't think they unless i missed something i i mean i don't think that they were trying to to give her superpowers but i i think that that's such a common trope um 
in in I agree, shows. I agree. That it's it, called that it's, a trope. I just didn't think it. I didn't. Think well, this I mean, was a she hears her mom. She, she her face brightens. She looks over. They extend to to hug, and as soon as she hugs her, then suddenly she's like, "No, that's not my mom." But is I, I mean, if she, if she, if it was a if it was a superpower, wouldn't she have been able to do it by hearing the difference? Or I, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. It just it just seems like she made that determination based on a hug, and and apparently Dad doesn't notice it, and I suspect Dad's done more than hug. Um, so I don't know. But isn't it isn't it from a feeling? Isn't it from I don't I don't know I don't know I I it just it 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 wasn't something that even occurred to me. So I had a completely different understanding of that scene in my head, and without going back and rewatching it, I mm. I don't really know where it's come from. Okay. Um. I, one thing you were talking about dark pretty well parallels Ryan, doesn't it? On here, Ryan's dad apparently left because his mom died. Mm-hmm think we got that oh. from one of the episodes yes i see what you mean um ryan of course was dead right when he worked on the assumption that dad just abandoned her when everyone else is shocked by that yeah. ryan's like what he didn't run her um yes <sighs> I, 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 I i i i think you're right i think and i said because the whole the whole the, the whole kind of ryan relationship is an important development in the story so I, it's that, one of the f- that, that just adds to it it's one of the few things that works for me in it is that you know ryan is is right he's dead on right the guy dumped her um they dad has to face his loss graham has to face his loss ryan doesn't actually because he's he's insulated from from running into grace again um and i feel like i, I i've i felt like ryan has been unfairly distancing Graham throughout the season. Yes. Um, and I think this is kind of the right thing to to break that. Yes. I think I think that 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 part does work does work for me. Um I I I think it's a lovely bit of writing when Ryan takes the initiative because obviously it, as you say he he was insulated from seeing Grace. He doesn't know that Grace was there other than that the others tell him mm-hmm. it's not graham who tells him so it's he's not in a position where he has to react to what graham has said he then makes a choice to take the initiative to talk about that with graham so and and that that just contrasts with where he's come from in that scene on the boat in the ghost monument where graham was saying you need to talk more and he was saying i i want to talk less mm-hmm. well i think he has the opportunity there to have empathy for graham hmm. without having to live through it himself. Does that make sense? So yes. when Grace died, they both had to they both had to grieve and that didn't leave Ryan any time to grieve with Graham, let's say. It, it's it's a it's a solitary process for them. It well, yeah, well it, and yes it is. It here is. he and, sees but, that Graham is grieving again and this time he can empathize with that instead of having to having had to have been through it himself. So yeah, no, it's 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 a nice setup. It's uh, it's I, I do feel it's a little late than it should have been, but um, I well, I don't know. I, for me, that <clears throat> felt quite natural. There's a couple things. Well, there's a couple reasons for that. One is that they have been working as a team for not just the episodes that we've seen, but it's been very clear that lots of things have happened in between the episodes we've seen. Yeah, two. So they've been at this for a while. 
they've been relying on each other they've been they've been working well together and yet every time we see graham try to make any kind of connection there suddenly ryan rejects it and it 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 just feels to me not like hey it's only 10 weeks since since your your grand died it feels like it's been a lot longer and they have been through a lot more together and the thawing has yeah. been too slow graham is essentially a stepdad to ryan yeah and it's it's not it's not that grace's death has caused the distance between them it's something that was there before mhm oh yeah and, no i and and graham had been married to grace for 4 years so and this is not this is not uncommon that it does take years and years for relationships it, you know if ever for relationships between stepchildren and and step parents to overcome some of the, the the kind of underlying issues so yeah no I, I i i get that um the 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 idea that they they could rub along spend a lot of time together even be in in many ways kind of dependent on one another one another in situations of, of great danger that you can still bond in certain ways without necessarily developing a kind of emotional openness that I think is what we saw growing in this episode. Okay, and, perhaps. And on top of all that, Ryan is nineteen or something, you know, perhaps, and he's a young nineteen. Perhaps it's not. It's not a question of whether or not I believe it's realistic. Perhaps it's a question of whether or not I believe that the acting and the writing that they've put there makes it feel realistic. Because it it still feels like from the from the acting then that they're a lot closer. And that it's still that it it's it's the you know you forget how to breathe the moment that you think about breathing right you don't you never think about yeah. it and as soon as you think about it then suddenly you're like darn it now I can't now I'm not going to be able to breathe unless I think about it for a while because it it uh, sorry listeners and uh, breathe <sighs> and uh, <laughs> the um, when you think about it then it changes and it and we have been getting that from Ryan that. He feels he seems like he's totally on board with Graham until it's mentioned, and then he's like, "No, yes." <clears throat> and I guess I want to put I want to give Ryan more credit for noticing that himself, which he apparently has not. And and you know maybe that's it. Maybe that's well, it. No, I, I, I feel a, like Graham should have figured Ryan should have figured this out by now. Well, but. maybe, but I think you may be overestimating his emotional intelligence. He's not. He's not portrayed, I, I think, he's not portrayed as being either particularly mature. True. Or, and I... You're going to say particularly bright, I, right? I was going to say not particularly bright. And I, I don't, that's not to say he's thick. Okay, and fair enough. It's not to say he hasn't... He, it, it's, not, it's not to say he's, he's unintelligent altogether, but... Very average. Well, cert- certainly in, in some ways... What we've got is a guy who has, at the very least, coasted. He's, you know, he's he's not been successful in school. He's gone out into the workplace and ended up in one of Amazon's warehouses. And he hasn't found it particularly satisfying, but nor has he shown any particular aptitude towards something that he does find satisfying or any initiative to find something better. And that's not, you know, having worked with many of them that's not necessarily completely uncommon in 19 year olds and often you will meet people five years later and 
they have done a lot of growing up and they have actually developed a number. So from that point of view, the performance uh, that I'm seeing feels quite sort of both both consistent with that and and um, and quite sort of true to life in many ways. Mm-hmm. Okay. I won't I, I, I won't say Ryan is my favourite character. <laughs> Because I absolutely love Bradley Walsh's performance, Graham. He's uh, he's wonderful, and there is the um, uh, no name's gone. But the actress who plays Yasmin oh, is. Um, I'm not sure she, which is which. To be quite honest, I don't look at the credits close enough to know whether Mandip. Ma- yes, Mandip Gill, isn't it? Thank you. Yeah. Um, I just think she has a, a kind of exceptional charisma and screen presence and i also think in in many ways because we know that she is a contemporary of ryan's given that they were at school together she is the complete opposite of many of the things i've just described so she has matured a great deal she's gone looking for employment or career vocation for her she's gone for a career she's gone looking for something that really will satisfy her and she and and She's she in she's impatient with it, you know. In many ways, the the things that she should just be getting down to and 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 plodding on with. She she, as we saw in in the woman who fell to earth, she's kind of impatient not to be moving faster. So, um, and 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 there is something quite appealing about people like that. You know, people who people who are bright and ambitious and take the initiative. So, I I I like her as well. And compared to them, you think if if it was just the Doctor and Ryan bumbling around, it mm. would not be such an interesting show. Mm. But it's it... not that I don't. It's not that I don't find Ryan a believable character, and or that I don't find the performance has the the kind of depth to make him real. I don't know how your schools work uh, in terms of classes, but uh, definitely uh, Yaz and Ryan had weren't just at school together; they were in class together. Yes, from. Therefore, yes, so nineteen as well. Yes, is that realistic to be on the police force at nineteen? Yes. Okay. Isn't it? I don't know. I don't. I don't picture anybody getting a job at nineteen in the police force, but I, it's possible. I thought there was some schooling you had to go through to get to that beyond well, just you'd go, high school. You get tra- you get trained. I, d- I don't know what you mean by high school. Your your uh, <clears throat> your terminology is not university. Prior, anything wrong. prior to that? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, universe. Right. Okay. So prior, I'll just tell you what we do, shall I? It's quicker. Yeah, that's we, probably easy. So we have we have primary up to age eleven, and we have secondary up to age sixteen, and that's yeah. your compuls- compulsory education. You then have, in between that and university, which is typically aged eighteen, mm-hmm. what certainly used to be called sixth form, and that often was because the the forms in secondary would start first form, second form. So, so that would that would often be staying at school and mm-hmm. doing an extra two years. But there are also sixth form colleges, and you go somewhere else. So um, it is possible for Yaz to have left school at age sixteen. Okay. Whether or not you can get into Hendon, which would be the police training college, without having done A levels or equivalent, which would be the the sixth form stuff, I don't know. I suspect it is. Okay. So, so I suspect us... that there are three years since she left school school and she's obviously done some time on the police because she's clearly getting impatient to move on, but maybe not much time. And, okay. she, and she's done her training. From, from the end of our theoretically compulsory school, uh, you'd be 18. So she would have you mean only you cannot leave school. You cannot leave school as a 16-year-old. 
you're not supposed to. You you would not complete anything. You would not get your um, the diploma you would need to get into a university. You would uh, you could not get well a GED, which is the equivalent uh, that you take if you don't complete school. So people do. I think you can legally drop out of school at 16, but it, you actually have to do this paperwork that has to be done for that. Like if you if you're a deadbeat or a gang member or. <laughs> it's like when I, but but typically speaking, no. You you go through until uh, until you know your seventeenth year, and whether you get out before or after eighteen just depends on when your birthday is. But yeah, no. Yeah. Okay, so that's so, that's, so that's the difference. It, I've I've just quickly checked up um, Hendon, which of course is the training centre for Metropolitan Police, and I don't know what the regional centre would be for. Uh, what would it be in Sheffield, Yorkshire Police? I guess. Mm. Um, but it's a it's a thirteen week course that you would undertake there so it, in the scale of things it wouldn't be terribly long well if you don't consider somebody a dropout when they're at 16 then right i mean there's a stigma associated with that here at 16 absolutely you've, absolutely you've abandoned school therefore you're going to work in a circle k or convenience store i mean that's that's well, kind of your path at that at that stage <clears throat> it it's not it's not easy to get a good job without higher level qualifications but i wouldn't say it's stigmatized like that okay i th- i think it's recognized generally that it is better to to go on and study in some form you get a huge amount more choice in terms of what you can study and that would include vocational qualifications post 16 and there are there are changes a foot and I've been out of it for a while so I don't know at what stage these are to make education compulsory some sort of education compulsory up to the age of 18 should include things like um, apprenticeship vocational training um, that I, I without without knowing a lot more about the police like what the entry requirements are and whether you could do any kind of um, post compulsory education apprenticeship or whatever with the police i i don't know no but it doesn't it doesn't leap out at me that it's impossible for yaz to be in the police at 19 okay okay it it it, if i were a police officer i might go that's completely unrealistic because i would know it feels but you know i i see young police out there from time to time but i don't know what they say when the policemen are getting younger you're getting older yes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> exactly. So I can't say for sure when looking at that. But most of the police I ever dealt with were retired. So in their second careers. So they're all grizzled old veterans. Um, okay. Well, the College of Policing, this is really interesting. It's nothing to do with Doctor <laughs> Who, but um, <laughs> just while we're educating listeners on the on the British entry into the constabulary. Um, yes, you can do an apprenticeship. Uh, okay. a, three, a three-year apprenticeship. So. 16, 17, 18. I guess so. 19. So she could just be out of the apprenticeship. Okay. All right. Well, that, that's good. At least they train them. <clears throat> but it does, it does seem to be the norm otherwise, that you have to have a degree. So I didn't realize that. See, I think you have to fail tests to get into the police here. <laughs> I, say that, I say that jokingly, but I'm not. They, they don't, it's one of those jobs where they don't want you to be too bright because you'll quit it's like postal worker and stuff they have a there's there's like a there's like the bell curve they don't want you to too far on either end of the bell curve or you uh <laughs> it's not gonna be <laughs> yeah i know what you mean but uh, i i mean if 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 uh if you're required to have a degree for entry into the police now that is it that is a change because as, uh, if you think about um well kind of 1980s portrayal of the, of the police and uh Biderbeck affair is one that springs to mind. There is a character in that who is a 
a, a, a sergeant who has a degree and and he gets a lot of stick over the fact that he is a graduate whereas it, that wouldn't make sense if it were the norm um, school of hard knocks that's now. the real police school indeed indeed oh <laughs> uh, okay well i guess we should drift this back to doctor yes we probably ought to talk about doctor who really shouldn't we yeah i suppose um so uh, i we, you know go ahead i was just going to say can we, can we talk about the theology because the the whole alternative norway has been has been uh, knocking around in my head because i can't help but thinking there are distinct theological overtones that could be interpreted in a number of different ways with it okay i hadn't it's thought kind of, of it's, it's kind of like eric's in heaven though isn't it well i think there's a i i yeah all right i mean i i my impression was that eric thought he was in a better brighter world and heaven. certainly that would be all right let's Where try this Let, let's try this then did the whole soul attract derive its knowledge of our universe and trina and grace entirely from the memories of eric and graham now how did the soul track yeah how did the soul track create these people that were so accurate and did they really believe that they were the people or did were they just doing a remarkably good act no they they really believed it they really believed again i thought that was particularly well done because often with these things you it's it's almost like you're not actually sure that anyone knows what they're supposed to be doing. Whereas in this case, it was made absolutely, I thought it was made absolutely crystal clear that they were completely convinced about what they were. And in particular, you get that from the surprise they show when they throw someone through the portal. And yet they throw someone through the portal. Uh, yeah, I, I, um, I, and they do say the line, maybe they don't even realize. I mean, the doctor does yeah. put that out there. But I kind of felt towards the end that they were, I don't know, more than just dawning on them, that, that the solo track was beginning to alter their personality to be more it than... But, but again, it comes down to how could Grace, if Grace is such a perfect reproduction, not want to rescue Ryan? Why not just let Ryan in? Because, would... I, th- well, because I think there is, a, there is an influence there there is an influence i mean it's not it's but wouldn't the solo track want more people to i mean notwithstanding the collapsing of the universes but i mean it seemed a little it seemed a little ignorant on that point I, so i'm not sure that it i uh, if 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 my reading of what happened with hannah was right ryan wouldn't have been convinced by grace it would have been interesting to see and yet we didn't get it no and i think there are good re- there are good reasons not to have ryan and grace meet in this i th- i think overall that was the more effective way of doing it i th- i think it's clear within the story that ryan uh, that grace and eric's wife trina no, trina again trina thank you that they aren't the real grace and trina mm-hmm. but so 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 the question was arising to me is so what 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 does this say about heaven is this is this a is this a kind of um, religious perspective on heaven? And because you've obviously got the anti-zone, which is effectively a purgatory, so it all kind of fits together. And I and I think the answer is well, no, because clearly the the kind of the the Christian view of heaven would have the real grace and the real Trina. They they right. are in heaven, and 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 this wasn't that. You, I think. In my mind, the best kind of fit for this was um, 
was the atheist point of view. Though I think there is another religious reading that you could have on it, which would be the kind of um, beware of false gods take, i.e. Mm-hmm. it 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 looks like heaven, it looks like you have a deity granting your most fervent desires, you know, your 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 wish to see your wife again, etc., etc. But the danger is is there because actually what you've got what you've got here isn't a isn't a true god and isn't a true heaven and therefore you know worshiping false idols very bad etc okay um, if if the if the doctor and the gang hadn't come along hannah would have died eventually and if not from lack of food she'd have gone out into the woods anyway and a bear would have mauled her because there's apparently bears um we don't know that. Eric would have stayed I mean, in the I mean, we know there are bears. We don't know she would have died. We don't know. I think we have stayed. a pretty good chance. It's supposed to be winter, too. It didn't seem that wintry for Norway, but they did say it was Norway. It was winter. Um, I, I, if it was I, winter, why was yeah. it light? <laughs> well. <laughs> we don't know how far north it was, though. We don't know. Well, no, up at the up the crinkly bits up towards the north. She did say that at one point oh, okay. after tasting well, the soil. It should have been pretty dark. should have been dark, and I think it probably should have been a lot whiter icier perhaps not perhaps perhaps not but um i think we have a good chance for hannah dying of exposure if she tried to go for help but even if she didn't right let's let's just ignore it nothing ever happened hannah maybe the police finally come along and find her and she's taken off to a foster home her dad never comes back anything bad happened to dad i don't think so well apart from both the universities in and the universities left behind being destroyed well but did the, that did that happen as a consequence of all of them ending up there and tipping the balance? Because it seemed, as she said, it seemed to be manageable at first with one person, and then when the rest of them came, then everything started to fall apart. I mean, it's not. I mean, the solo track's obviously not trying to destroy Eric, and the solo track's obviously not trying to destroy itself. No, but then on the other hand, the solo track did bring all the others there. So if it hadn't brought them, it would have brought someone else. Mm-hmm. I suppose possibly. Um, but I guess but getting to your point of it being a false god and, and you, you're in graven peril, I, I don't see that Eric was. I mean, not not from not from the standpoint of the great deceiver has brought you here. It was not done. It was not done maliciously. It was not done to do well, evil. Well, I don't. It was. It well, was. Hang done, on. Hang on a minute. It, just put yourself in the position of a of someone who actually believes in heaven and hell and a deity. Okay. It would have done Eric a lot of bad if he'd gone in this place and he, and abandoned his daughter and she died, been eaten by a bear or taken away for the, by the police and he'd lived out his days in this unreal universe because his soul wouldn't have gone to heaven after that, would it? Well, I don't know. When he died there, maybe it would. Well, <clears throat> what about his sins? I may, I may not, I may not be the from a theological perspective i may not be the best person to argue the religious point of view on this (laughs) nor am i but but i'm kind of thinking it's not going to be great for his immortal soul if he stays there even if he physically survives it which i'm not convinced that he would because i i think the solid tract is going to carry on trying to lure other people in it's a possibility it's a possibility i just it wasn't i don't know i mean i I, I didn't so I didn't feel that the solo track was truly an evil entity. It was a piteous no. envy. Yes. Well, yes, it was. And okay, but here, okay, so here is my my atheist take on where what the solo track is, which is in in the description, the doctor describes the solo track as being 
what pre pre time pre everything mm-hmm. all the laws and nuts and bolts of the universe were there light matter maths and so on but they couldn't fit together properly so the solid tract once once upon a time it existed with everything else but they couldn't fit together properly because the solid tract was there our our reality cannot work this is a direct quote from the doctor mm-hmm. our reality cannot work work with solid tract energy present now if we look at the way in which religion has i i think it's probably fairly uncontroversial to say religion has waned over time from sort of i guess well a more fervent time yes let's let's say over the past two to three hundred years. That's the kind of time span I have in mind. Um, And in particular, how some of our scientific endeavours and our growing body of scientific knowledge has caused people to struggle with a a conflict between faith and scientific understanding. You know, likes of... You were so kind. You were so kind there. You used faith and scientific understanding instead of faith and reality. (laughs) It's the doctor who's a doctor who says our reality cannot work. But actually, what I think she means is is our understanding of if if I've if I've got this metaphor right, our understanding of reality cannot work. Our you know we we can't we can't operate with the level of scientific knowledge we've got and maintain this the the kind of solid tract slash faith energy and and so it's almost like what you get is this is this ejection of religion from our rational post-scientific world i mean gross oversimplification here but it had echoes for me of the of the ideas of of, of both uh, both douglas adams and, and neil gaiman in the long dark tea town of the soul and american gods where they both use the conjecture that the gods were once real because men needed them to be real. And then they carried on being real long after men had ceased to need them to be real. But they're now in various ways kind of vagrants or outcasts or whatever. And and here you have religion as an energy, I'm, I'm suggesting, or religion as an idea being kind of ejected from the universe that we have now. And... So, so what? So what they've stepped into is is like this almost entirely separate reality with religion and its own, the, the universe itself being a deity and it and it being a heaven with where people have have gone uh, have, have gone when they died. Because hmm. I can't I can't get away from some of the parallels of this, and 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 I I'm trying to make sense of what this what this is about when the doctor is talking about the most basic ideas of our universe just get ruined with the solid tract energy you know i, I just thought that was bad writing um <laughs> i think it's great. i just thought it was I, love it. I thought it was nonsensical drivel and and it doesn't help that it's you know my nine grandmothers and the fifth one thinks the the second is Se- a seventh seventh thinks the second, thinks is, second a is a zygon agent yeah well, that's that the second was a zygon agent but yeah, anyway so well, gran- granny granny too is the zygon and yeah. and unfortunately, Granny a lot of the, is the solid tract expert. A lot of the babbling that comes out of the doctor's mouth in this and many other episodes, parts I don't like, woolly rebellion, and and you, know, you just you, the doctor's <laughs> just making this stuff up. Of course and, she is, and so she's just making this up too. And so you don't know what this. You know, I, I don't feel like the doctor is imparting doesn't... wisdom here. I think the doctor is just literally babbling to 
you, you just wouldn't. But what's I, interesting is what she's babbling. Where, where, wherever it's coming from, and I think the the Granny Seven stuff is nonsense. Yes, she's made that up. But what is she talking about when you know when when she's saying our universe cannot work with solid tract energy in it? What's she thinking about? I don't because, know because I don't see how I don't see how she made the leap. That that's another problem I had with this this episode is that she just says, "Well, this universe must be dangerous." Oh, got it. It's this nursery rhyme, babble, babble, babble. It's like that. That's doesn't make any sense to make that leap, and and it doesn't it doesn't work. But to me, but to set that aside, not only do I. Th- don't know it was intentional, but I can see what the point that you're trying to make about ejecting this or, or or if it's not ejecting it, it's keeping it a fairy tale. If you think it's reality, then our universe doesn't make sense, which is true. Yeah, so it has to You're be keeping separate. it a fairy tale, which is interesting that it ends with a frog in a chair, a talking frog in a chair. What? I mean, it's not very fairy tale. Doctor's faced a frog, is it? Talking frog? Is it? What, what about Four to Doomsday? Uh, all right, we'll we'll pretend we'll pretend like that anybody would have thought that was a frog if they hadn't called him a frog. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean, eh, right? The, the makeup did not really convey Frog King, but it's very fairy. I'm not tale. sure. I'm not sure this fr- this frog was particularly convincing either. But no, it wasn't. Again, it was terrible. Was it a puppet or was that a CGI frog? I think I think it was I think it was a CGI frog, but it obviously a CGI puppet frog. <laughs> Well, yes. I mean, it's it's how well rigged is it, and 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 how much time do you have to animate it realistically? But I kind of I really don't, didn't care about that because I loved the image of the frog sitting on this beautiful kitchen chair and having this chat with the doctor. So again, it's another it's another area where I felt you know the the ideas in the episode exceeded the the capabilities or the the budget to be able to realize them and yet still it was worth it because the ideas were so great Mm. Uh, but i i I could i can see this as a rejection of fantasy Mm -hmm. which you could argue is the religious point of view is a fantasy therefore Mm -hmm. again taking that from a kind of one-sided uh point of view but um I, i don't know if that was intended though i'm not i'm not sure i'm convinced you know there were times when i would tell that to my english teachers in high school when they would be telling us what they meant, what the author really meant by this passage in a book. And I'm not always convinced they were right. And I'm not, I can see it. I can see it from the explanation. You say, well, all right, fine. I can see that interpretation. I'm not sure that's what the writer was thinking at the time, but it could be because the rest of it, whether it's what the writer was thinking, whether it's well, is that what unconscious. It's, that's uh, what, what I'm, what I'm interested in is whether the, is, is what, what the implications are. What, isn't, you know. the, isn't a metaphor though, something that, that is a communicated thing. So if you make it up on your own out of something somebody else said, it's it's not. It's just it's just sort of a your conjecture thing. I, I it's not a it's not a thing communicated from author to 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 viewer if it's not intentional. Well, but I'm not sure art. I'm not sure art is about communicating something from the artist to the viewer. I think I think I think that it is about communicating, and so. I suppose that is part of it, but a lot of it is about the relationship between the work itself and the person viewing the work. Mm. It's about that. Inter- it's about that interaction because without that, without without the viewer working to interpret it, it can't have any meaning at all. It has to fall on fertile soil. Um, all right. Uh, let me let me run over a couple things. Uh, I'll try to 
I'll try to miss him. I, I really glad you had something to say about the episode because I didn't want to have to go through this list entirely and just pick on little things that bugged me in the episode. Um, well, go ahead. You're not going to But there's a few. There's a few that that I want to um, say. I, I'm, I am, and it's not just this doctor. It's been a tendency throughout the, the remake, especially these things like the Wooly Rebellion. I just don't like that. I don't like the doctor eats soil and tells you that there's a gift shop with an alpaca X number of miles away. It's very David Tennant. Yes, it is. And I didn't like that about David Tennant. And that was, and you I know, quite, where like are we? I don't know where we are, but I can hold up the sonic screwdriver and tell you it's 2018, but I can't tell you where we tubular. are. Tubular. It's called the a tubular tu- from now on. The tubular from now on. Um, you know, those, those sorts of things just, they don't amuse me. And so it's not humor. It's, mm, I don't know. So I put that out there. All right, let's see. Cheese and pickle sarnie. Sounds like the oh, most yes, disgusting sandwich I've ever heard of in my life, but okay. What? <laughs> cheese and pickles? Really? It's very you don't British. Have cheese and pickle sandwiches? No. It's, it's, wow. It's very okay. British sounding. Add that to the fish and chips. And, and watercress. Crisps. Yeah. Water, add watercress to that. It's one of those things you just don't hear on a sandwich. Um, you don't here. have watercress. I think we have it. I just, you, you wouldn't see a watercress sandwich or anything like that. Graham didn't That's have just lettuce, right? Sandwich, did he? No, he didn't. No. No, watercress is is absolutely delicious. Very kind of um, sort of s- smallish, peppery leaves that I frequently add to sandwiches. <laughs> so lettuce, leaves. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not. It's nothing like lettuce. It, gr- it, gr- it grows in usually flowing water, though I've managed to grow it in still water, uh, with with kind of long stalks and little leaves. It looks more like a kind of herb than than a, a lettuce. And if ah. you if you don't get it in time, it'll produce little white flowers but it but lettuce isn't peppery and 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 watercress you know it has quite a spicy flavor mm. more like rocket if you want to compare it to a kind of salad leaf <laughs> we don't have rocket leaf. either but uh, you don't have rocket oh my no. goodness uh, it took me years to find out that was a, a form of lettuce wow. and maybe we do but we don't call it that but um here's one that is important well important the uh the clock goes off. They get worried. I, sorry, I just want to come back to the sandwich. Yes. I loved it in particular because it paid off something that I hadn't really noticed in Rosa until you and Ben discussed it. Oh, yeah. Which was eating. about Graham getting hungry. And I, and I just liked that callback. Yeah, I think I, I was fine with it. I mean, it's you, you, have a, you have a different sandwich culture over there than we do. You have a lot more sandwiches. I mean, we have sandwiches. Don't get me wrong. But I was amazed to walk into a store and just see banks of packaged sandwiches. Or just places that sell sandwiches. Prepackaged, on white bread sandwiches. Well, not all on white bread. No, or I'd call it white bread, but sliced bread, as opposed to, say, on baguettes or sub rolls or something like that. And that just blew me away. It really did. It's like, that's kind of cool although then i'd look at most of them and go really no <laughs> not eating that but but you know it's a, a it's a different it's a different attitude towards sandwiches and it's beginning to take over we here them. no I, you make sandwiches and you put them in your lunchbox and you take them and that's it oh that kind of sandwiches sandwich. yeah yeah well i, I make my own sandwiches because they're much nicer it over the last exactly few years we're beginning to see more and more packaged sandwiches in stores you know, a little plastic thing and do a sandwich because it 
you know, these these ideas cross. But, you know, nothing compared to a hat over Graham there. Graham Sandwich looked homemade, though. It could have been, but there's a certain amount of... How long has that been in his... You know, how, how long will you keep a sandwich before it's too long? And that, that was my thought. I liked it. I appreciate the fact that he had it. I would think... I would be thinking carrying along some beef jerky or or some nuts or something that will not go bad with time. And maybe cheese and pickle never goes bad. Come to think of it, there you go. Well, the, the bread's going to go stale. Yeah. And it would be difficult to keep track of because when you're in a TARDIS, you don't actually know how much time has passed, presumably. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I was fine with the sandwich. I just, I just cheese and pickle was like, wow, okay, that's, that's British. That is British. Well... <laughs> Can't, I can't deny it is British. Do they slice it? the pickles? How, how, are the, how are pickles sliced? No, it comes it? out of a jar. Okay, so it's a whole pickle. No, 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 no. Pickle is like, it's 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 bits of chopped up whatever they pickled <laughs> in a kind of brown chutney type thing. Oh, it's like a relish. You know, Br- Branston pickle. That's, that's what, Google your Branston pickle and you see some photos of, of the kind of stuff we're putting in in our cheese sandwiches Branston but then you know little boy. small cubes of whatever it is in in yes in a brown relish if that's the correct american term for it oh gosh you can actually buy it not far from here pickled chutney all right um it uh it's not like the doctor to run when they ran into the house i i was very surprised by that did you hear a creature in the woods they're all bolding barricading themselves into the house i can't picture the doctor not standing on the front door waiting for it to arrive to see if she could talk with it <laughs> with a bear yeah well, no whatever that screaming monster thing was that supposedly was out there yes it took dad that 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 really seemed like out of character to me i certainly um, could picture her having a conversation with whatever it is at the very least you stand by the door until it comes up and then if it turns out it's a big ravenous bug bladder beast you you hide or, or if yeah. it turns out to be you know an alien creature i'm the doctor and i invoke the shadow proclamation and what's your name and or whatever but i it, it i mean it's what i do but it's not what i expect the doctor to do so um i, I made an mention of that and here's the other big one um the anti-zone a, a thing that forms up between the two universes to protect time and space why does it form up with sentient life forms in it now, how, good how, question that good that question. part that part just is like why is this i mean i i get the idea of you know a scab or something forming up in the universe to prevent damage or to protect a wound or or something of that nature but this seems like there's this fully realized world that 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 you have ribbons it might be very fast evolution could be. And where did where did the reapers come from, or anything else that lives in the vortex? Well, but they live in the vortex. The anti zone sounded like it formed. But but would is would the it make same sense for to to measure time in that way? I don't know. It just. I mean, I mean obviously time, they had to have time, it there. To... Time in the anti zone. If it if it started to form, let's say four days ago, but it's outside any universe. Would those four days, which you know, our four days from the perspective of Norway actually be four days in the anti-zone itself. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'm, ask, I'm asking the question, but it did seem to me kind of like it was an ongoing thing that had been... And, and recognize that, A, uh, Ribbons knows how to talk, so there must be other people to talk to um, and barter. And mm-hmm. 
They got the flesh moths, which it seems like they would have set about their time figuring out a way to defeat flesh moths without um, just running from them. Isn't that the first thing you do in civilization is to find ways to protect yourselves from the dangers around you? Yeah. In this case, it'd be flesh moths. Um, I don't know. It just, you know, it, 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 it really did feel like that piece was there to um, flesh out a, a, a short episode <laughs> to me. Flesh out. Yes. Um, let's see. And, oh yeah, Solitract. Solitary Track? I think that's where that name comes from. Could be. Has to be on its own. I don't know. I, it was such a weird name. And she just kept saying it. Solitract. I was like, you know, I, I don't know. It, it, it sounds too much like it's English. Like it's made up of English words than, say, if you just call Daleks or something. That makes sense. Daleks doesn't sound like anything. It sounds like a made up word. Cybermen sounds like two words you stuck together. Solitrack sounds like the latter. Um, but, and let's see. Had one other thing. Oh, yes. At the end, the doctor agrees to stay. I'm presuming giving up, giving up everything to save the universe. I can, I can accept that. I don't like the fact that we're back to saving the universe but okay from destruction i like the smaller smaller stories yeah although this didn't feel it didn't really feel like it was that it didn't really feel like the universe was in danger frankly so um when she is talking to the frog and she says you are the maddest most beautiful thing i've ever experienced is that a lie i don't know (laughs) because it sure doesn't seem like it and i couldn't I mean, she's just buttering it up. I I really don't know. And I've made a friend. Really? This is your friend? Your friend was kind of awful. I I I guess I guess it depends what we think the solid tract is. If it is this idea of religious fantasy or whatever, then I guess that's about how appealing it is and how how attractive an idea it is. And Yes, I mean, if you if you flirt with the idea of it, you might think, "I wish I could stay," but no, it's not the right thing to do. Hmm. All right. Ah, well, I don't think I have anything else on the episode. Um, next week is the uh, pre- uh, premiere finale. Yes, which I feel like I know nothing about, which I'm absolutely fine with. But it it it's not obvious to me that there has been any sort of arc. I'm betting series. on I'm betting on Toothface showing up again. Well, that's the only thing who was mentioned in the Ghost Monument. So mm-hmm. he's been mentioned in two episodes. I hope his not race. because it wasn't he wasn't my favorite aspect of the series. Um but there has been nothing else no. in between. Stenza Well, there Stan, was that, Stenza, there, Stenza Stenza Stenza, yeah. And uh, Tim Shaw. Yeah. T- Tim Shaw. Yeah, I don't know if it'll be Tim Shaw or whether it be other other stenzas stenzas is um, i would guess it's got to be tim shaw if, if i were if i were writing it and i didn't if i had thought that was a good idea in the first place if the you doctor ruined the idea to be tim shaw you yeah make it tim shaw. then i would make it tim shaw again because tim shaw the doctor basically ruined tim shaw's life presumably he was in line to be leader. He's now failed. He's been beaten by a woman. He's been sent back from primitive Earth. I assume that he's been, that whatever was his destiny back with the Stenza has been drastically altered from that, that failure. So, Well, I have to say, I had a dream last night in which I watched the final Doctor Who 
I say final Doctor Who. It's like the final Doctor Who for three weeks, but still. And it was just another somewhat experimental episode in you know, in the way that this one was quite experimental. And I felt disappointed that it wasn't somehow an, a concluding arc episode, which when I woke up rather surprised me because I thought, I don't particularly want an arc for the sake of an arc. I'm quite happy having all these standalone episodes. If we just get another decent standalone episode next week, wouldn't that be good? Do we do we need something that involves do we need the something that's Do we need something that's a series finale? Does it end on a cliffhanger? Do we, you know, I don't... That's you know. Do they all? Does it all come to a head with the crew of the TARDIS? I don't know. I really don't know. I don't. I don't know what to expect from this. I. I feel. I feel like what I, what I want is now a bookend to the series. But I still. I really. I still think I'll just settle for a jolly good episode. Hmm. Whatever yeah. it is. Well, I, we can hope. <laughs> We can I won't help. be marking it down if if it's not if it's not a, a series arc finale. I will probably knock it down if it is a series arc finale, <laughs> because there hasn't been one. I mean, nothing to me will ever be as egregious as Bad Wolf. Nothing. That was that was just so poorly thought through that I agree it wasn't a great arc. Although I really really enjoyed whatever it was called, Parting of the Ways. Parting of the ways. Yeah. Yeah, but the excuse the excuse that I sent these words out into the universe to warn you, of course, is, you know, try a different warning. Didn't do any good. Yes, but that but that's a slightly different thing in the sense that all the way through that series, series twenty seven, um, we were expecting some resolution to these teasers. We haven't had any teasers in this one. No. So um like... the doctor, the child, what was it in the ghost monument that the ribbon that the that the sentient bandages were saying to her about they did. They definitely they, did. They did they did say something, but was did, was that anything more significant than Granny Seven and Granny Two thinking that he was a Zygon? No, well, Granny I Seven think so. he was a Zygon. I mean it it sounded like the ribbons or the the bandages were making a proclamation that the doctor was unaware of something in the doctor's past so i mean it 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 sounded like it wasn't just babbling it sounded like they were you know kind of like the kind of like at the beginning of the 11th hour the doctor and the tardis doesn't know i mean it it's a silly line but it it did have to it did at least come about that apparently people knew the tardis was going to blow up um it, it had that feel to it, but that's gone nowhere either. No one's mentioned that. No, since, and it, so. it seems odd. Odd that if it either 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 the, the, there would have been some other mention between now and then, or that it that there's no particular reason why, if there is any follow up to that, why it should happen in next week's episode. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, well, uh, thank you for joining me. It's a pleasure as always, and listeners. Hope you'll join us all next time when we talk to you about how you become a firefighter. <laughs> <laughs> On Fusion Patrol. You've been listening to Fusion Patrol, a listener-supported podcast. Find out how you can be a sponsor and get early access to all episodes and more at patreon.com slash fusion patrol. Come join the conversation on Facebook or Twitter. All episodes are available at FusionPatrol.com. Our music is Fight the Future by Amber Wolf. 
This has been a Lone Locust production.